Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Joan Jett with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, a little cloudy this morning. Maybe a snow shower or two. I don't know. Uh, And a high of 33 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 38. It's 23 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, all you uh, metal prog rockheads out there, I'm sure when you slap on a Uriah Heap record from 1971, you're just thinking, this is the greatest band I've ever heard. Absolutely. Mick Box from Uriah Heap is going to join us later on this morning. They've got a brand new album out. It's like their 27th, 29th, 300th album, something like that. 500th. That's close enough. And uh, we'll be talking to Mick Box. All right. Soon enough. Sounds good to me. And there's some other things, too. Am I the a-hole today? Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. I'm ready for that. And other stuff, too. It's just about 536. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock, it's 551. And Pink Floyd with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be a little bit of a snow shower out there this morning, but uh, nothing to write home about. High of 33 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 38. It is 23 right now in downtown Springfield. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Seth Rogen has teamed up with Airbnb to offer a night of artistic retreat in Los Angeles where he'll actually hang with you and do some pottery. Let's be real here. He'll probably get high with you, too. Uh, well, that usually produces the best kind of pottery. Uh, as you probably know, Seth has a company called Houseplant where he sells cannabis accessories, many of which he makes himself. He says, quote, We founded Houseplant because people who smoke weed also like nice things, and that didn't really exist this way before. He used to hide everything, but now we have beautiful lighters and ashtrays meant to be displayed, and they're all in this beautiful Airbnb. It's really come full circle. Seth is hosting three one-night stays, each for two people, on February 15th, 16th, and 17th. Each night costs $42. That's not bad, 42 bucks. It's a good deal. But let me ask you this. Apart from all the weed accessories that he's known for, Uh would you really want to spend the night with Seth Rogen? Yeah. Just to hang? Just to hang and smoke weed with him? I said apart from the weed. No, no, no. Just the weed. Take the weed away. Yeah, I wouldn't want to spend a day with... I wouldn't want to spend more than five minutes with Seth Rogen. I agree with you. Uh, for the listing, uh, for the record, the listing says, "quote No cannabis-based products will be made available or provided to guests during the stays." But that doesn't mean you can't bring your own, or that Seth won't bring any himself. Am I right? Yeah, no kidding. Just don't expect him to share it with you. Ashton Kutcher is in a tough spot. His friend and that '70s uh, show co-star Danny Masterson is up on rape charges. Obviously, he's very conflicted about it. In a new profile in Esquire, he says he wants Danny to, quote, be found innocent of the charges brought against him, but not if he's guilty. Well, that's the most hope that anybody could have for somebody in a court system. Especially if someone you know has been accused of a horrific crime. Well, I can see where he's going with this. It's more that he hopes Danny is innocent, and it sounds like he believes he is. They're even still in touch, but Ashton uh, adds, quote, Ultimately, I can't know. I'm not the judge. I'm not the jury. I'm not the DA. I'm not the victim. I'm not the accused. And so in that case, I don't have a space to comment. I just don't know. You don't have a space to comment, but we took your comment anyway. <laughs> I run- you don't think that we just took out of context from the rest of everything you just said? Or, We're run- going with that one. 
Ironically, on that 70s show, Danny was the industry veteran among the young cast, and he kept them in line. Ashton says Danny told the rest of them, quote, One effing rule. Don't do anything effing stupid and eff this up. And now look look at him. Do as I say, not as I do. And now the pupil becomes the teacher. It's Ashton Kutcher. Uh, the 2023 Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards announced its co-host will be TikTok star Charlie D'Amelio and CBS Mornings anchor Nate Burleson. Could they have picked two better people? I know. You'll probably, you're probably wondering why kids uh, would care to see a news anchor. Well, he also hosts NFL Slime Time on Nickelodeon. I have no problem with Nate Burleson whatsoever. I like Nate Burleson. I don't know who this Charlie D'Amelio is, but you know what? They're kids, and they do know who that is. Yeah. See, uh, my understanding is that the Charlie D'Amelio yeah. uh, is, like, the most popular TikToker in the world. Yes. Yes. There is. I mean, there's, like, nobody gets more uh, TikToks than Charlie. I, be- I believe there was a she was a YouTube star before that. And then she transitioned over mm-hmm. to TikToks. Yeah. Because she likes the, uh, the Chinese government intervention. Well, the awards take place on Saturday, March 4th at 7 p.m. on all four Nickelodeon channels. Nickelodeon, Nick, uh, Teen Nick, Nick Toons, Nick Jr., as well as TV Land, CMT, and MTV2. Could you do me a favor? Yeah. On the day that it airs, could you text me? Because I don't want to miss it. And I know if I well, if I don't get some sort of reminder, it's just going to go right in and out, in one ear, out the other. So seven different channels it's available on. It's kind of like a like a State of the Union address. Like we're having this on every yeah, channel. But this is far more important. It's still probably just as boring, though. How can you say yeah. that? There'll be slime. There'll be uh, child actors. There'll be uh, you know musical guests. Yeah. Uh, and Nate Burleson. Stranger Things has the most nominations with six. And uh, Taylor Swift follows with five nominations, including favorite female artist. Antihero and Bejeweled are up for favorite song. And Taylor's cat is nominated in the celebrity pet category. Totally deserves it. Can you imagine that? You're a big time celebrity and somebody's worried about your cat. I didn't realize like that there was have, a nomination process for pets. Like you can't have anything that's your own. Like that cat is yours. Hey, that cat's supposed to be your friend. You don't want to share that cat with anybody else, and then all these people are starting a fan page about your cat. Oh, yeah, and no, I get that. But on the other hand, yeah, if my dog were nominated, I'd be very proud of him. You know, it's an honor just to be nominated, never mind winning. True. Dr. Phil is coming to an end after the current season, which will conclude this spring. The show debuted in uh, 2002 after Dr. Phil got his start on Oprah in the 90s. Phil says... uh Now, with this show, we have helped thousands of guests and millions of viewers through everything from addiction and marriage to mental wellness and raising children. This has been an incredible chapter of my life and career, but while I'm moving on from daytime, Mm -hmm. there is so much more I wish I could do. You know, there's like 10 times more people that watched his show and said to themselves, what in God's name am I watching? Well, uh, why, why have I settled for watching this? He ne- he neglected to mention his biggest accomplishment, making the Cash Me Outside girl a multi multi millionaire. If he dies today, that'll be the thing he'll be remembered for forever. Doctor Phil, rewarding good behavior since two thousand two. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I I 
catch myself watching these shows every once in a while. I catch myself outside. How about that? I can see how you could catch yourself outside. I do it all the time. And uh, let's see. What's uh, the other gal up to? Kim. Kim Kardashian uh, flaunts her toned abs in a bra top on Instagram. No kidding. Mm -hmm. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I shut off my abs was when uh, Ray J sprayed me with the tummy tickling tartar sauce (laughs) and that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Tummy tickling tartar sauce. (laughs) It's like a belly button bird bath. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Almost. And uh, Caitlin? I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once tried to cover my sour sausage and memories <laughs> like the corner of, of my, my eye. eye. <laughs> <laughs> my drain babies were leeching from the womb raider, and uh, she was wetter than an otter's pocket. <laughs> I'm not sure which part of that I'm finding funnier. Uh, what are you trying to say? What, the drain baby's leeching from the womb raider or that uh, she was one of an otter's pocket? I think the otter's pocket is uh, probably where uh, I'm going with that. Yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Well, what I'm trying to say is I had a fist in her south mouth and a nine iron up the oxo orifice. <laughs> We're just going to play through. <sighs> Good idea. With the nine iron. <laughs> Keep your head down. <laughs> That's your Hollywood treasure, Rock 102. Oh, yeah. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Listen, I can't speak for everybody here, but for me, there is no event in all sports more thrilling and more rooted in pageantry and tradition than the NFL Pro Bowl. Oh, sure. There are many of you who haven't taken the time to enjoy all the Pro Bowl has to offer, what with its lackluster appeal and half-hearted attempt to galvanize a loyal audience to enjoy a pointless exhibition football game. But this year, I'm sure it'll all be different. And it all happens this Sunday at 3 p.m. at Allegiant Stadium in Paradise, Nevada. You see, unlike previous years, where the Pro Bowl was nothing more than a glorified Hawaiian vacation centered around a football game that was largely irrelevant, this year, the NFL has decided to make drastic changes to its Pro Bowl activities. For example, the full tackle exhibition game that has thrilled tens of people each year has been replaced Instead, participating players will compete in a non-contact flag football game that will pit the best players in each conference against each other. And while the results of which will still remain largely irrelevant, I'm sure this will provide far more entertainment than ever before. Also being added to this weekend's Pro Bowl festivities, players will be subjected to participating in a rigorous schedule of skills competitions that will no doubt delight even the most skeptical of football fans, myself included. Among these new skill competitions include dodgeball, a best catch uh, competition, a longest drive competition in golf, and a precision passing competition. Folks, again, I don't want to speak for everybody here. But this is the sort of thrilling lineup of activity that really grabs my attention. In fact, I think I'm going to eat a cold compress just to cool myself down. Because in an effort to make things more interesting, the NFL has scrapped the old format and have replaced it with a retooled version of Battle of the Network Stars. And if there were ever reason to start watching the Pro Bowl again, this might be it. Not for me, of course. I'll be desperately finding something else to do. But for those of you who enjoy the world through low expectations, this might just be right up your alley. 
But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The DeWalt Lithium-Ion Power Tool Sale at Rocky's. Get a circular saw, reciprocating saw, or a grinder. Each one cordless battery powered and only 120 bucks with your Ace Rewards card. Always good deals on tools at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 and Billy Idol with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, eventually sunny today with a high of 33. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 38. It is 22 right now in downtown Springfield. It's going to get cold on Friday. Yeah, I know. I'm not looking forward to that. Negative one. That's the high? The low. The low. The high is 19, so at least, uh, you know, you're in double digits. Well, yeah, at least it's going to warm up. Uh, but it's it's just it's just been so odd with the with the weather. Like it's just we're. Uh, I guess if you're <clears throat> if you remember uh, what it used to be like, it yeah. was like it would snow almost every week in in the winter, and now it doesn't. Now it's rain. Yesterday I had like ten flakes on my car, and I just let the uh, the cool breeze of. Yeah. Hamden, blow it off for me. Just blow it right off the top. That's a, that's all I needed to do. Well, I mean, uh, if you're in Hamden, uh, there's a lot of things blowing over there. No, I know that. Yeah. We're all aware of that. Uh, but yesterday, <clears throat> yesterday was the first day of sports betting in Massachusetts. Yeah. <laughs> Just in time for Super Bowl Sunday. Sports betting officially launched Tuesday across the state of Massachusetts. Uh, 22 News is working for you with a list of sports they are allowed for betting. You ready? Okay. Uh, football. Yeah. Basketball. Sure. Baseball. Okay. Hockey. Yes. Field and ice. Who's betting on field hockey games? Really? I didn't realize there were opportunities for that. Golf. Okay. Soccer. Sure. Australian football. Oh, my God. Badminton. Is it badminton or badminton? It's technically badminton. Minton. But I, you know, yeah, but everybody please. says mitten. Yeah, right. Uh, biathlon. You know, you could bet on that either. Bowling. 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 Who's be- who's betting on bowling? I don't know. Bowls. What is bowls? Oh, like Super like Bowls. college bowls, you know, that kind of thing. Boxing. Uh-huh. Cricket. Cricket. Cycling. Okay. Darts. Disc, which is like frisbee. You can do frisbee. <clears throat> is that what disc is, or is that disc? Well, you know, like like frisbee golf is an actual thing. Mm-hmm. That's actually a very popular sport. Yeah, there's a course in Wilbraham. I know. Yeah. How uh, how is pickleball on the list? Is that on there? Uh, pickleball is not on the list. Oh, it's coming. You got a uh, floorball. What is that? Uh, I believe it's a, a ball game that is played on a floor. Yeah, but I've never heard of it. Oh, it's kind of like hockey. They have sticks. Floor hockey. Yeah. Well, why don't they just say that? I don't know. Well, because is I there know. is honestly is there like a like a college level or professional floor hockey thing going on that I was not aware of? There might be. Uh, futsal. I don't even know what that is. Uh, let's find out what it is. It's almost like a. It looks like soccer, but with. I don't understand what that is. It's a football-based game played on a hard court smaller than a football pitch and mainly indoors. Okay. So it's kind of like soccer, sort of. But but far less interesting. Yeah, I I don't I don't know what that is. 
uh, handball, lacrosse, yep. Yep. MMA, mm-hmm. motorsports. Oh yeah, netball. Sure, Pesapalo. <clears throat> isn't that a uh, isn't that a like a Greek pizza place on the uh, in East Springfield? I don't even know. Oh. No, Pesapalo is a fast-moving bat and ball sport that is often referred to as the national sport of Finland. Finland. Yes. Oh, I hate the Finnish. <laughs> if there's any people out there that disgust me more, it's the Finnish. Yeah, you know, I'm with you there. Uh, pool, rodeo, rugby, sailing, snooker. I think I kind of know what that snooker is. Snooker is like a, uh, it's like a, like a billiards type of game. Uh huh. That I think it's like a much larger table with a lot more balls. All right. Or a lot less balls. There's something to do with the balls. Uh, softball, swimming, table tennis, tennis, volleyball, and water polo. Can I just say that uh, for all the years that Rock 102 had its own softball team, yeah, uh, as dominating as we were with all of our various ringers that we picked up over the, the many years, yeah. I still wouldn't have placed a bet on our softball team. I still wouldn't have done it. Well, I, I mean, it was just for fun. No, I understand I mean, that. It wasn't for real competition, was it? Uh, no, it really was yeah. uh, for uh, the benefit of a charity and to and have... an excuse to get together and drink beers and eat pizza after a game. Yeah, okay. uh, at Fazio's. And gotcha. more, boy, will we cause damage over there. And get this, the exhibition, preseason, regular season, all-star games, and postseason games are all permitted for sports betting. Oh, yeah, give uh-huh. me that uh, Pesa Palo preseason. Now, uh, yesterday at MGM, mm-hmm. uh, Dom Sarno, Mayor Dom Dom, along with Ray Bork, were the first two bets at the sports book at MGM Springfield. Now, uh, and I, as I, I said yesterday, you mean the first bet made a dom-dom. Yeah, I, we, what I don't know is what he bet on. That I don't know. I thought he bet on the Super Bowl. Is that what it was? I thought it was $50 on the Super Bowl. $50 on the Super Bowl? Yeah. Who did he pick? I don't know. I just uh, remember, and and uh, any winnings go to charity, which is which. You know what? These politicians have to stop doing that. If you if you let's say you win ten thousand dollars, yeah. just because I'm a politician doesn't mean I'm not going to keep that money. What what's the difference? What what what? Why are you just not like anybody else? Because politically speaking, it makes uh, all the sense in the world for him to give it back to the community, even though I'm sure. The uh, the Sarno family would love an extra ten grand lying in their pockets. Well, uh, you know, and I don't know what kind of money Ray Bork is making these days, but I'm going to assume he bet on a hockey game, not the Bruins. Um, I don't know what he bet on, Mm. but uh, they said who else? There was a city councilor and stuff that that uh, voted too, or uh, that bet too. I can't remember who. Yeah, I don't know. I know what. uh, Let's see, where was it? I think it was at. I think it was at an encore. They hosted a uh, 32 guests, and uh, among them was former Patriot wide receiver Julian Edelman, who placed an $11,000 bet on the Celtics to win the NBA championship. Oh. Uh, so good luck with that. I hope that happens for uh, for Julian. $11,000, a big fat uh, bet. You know, this Bork guy, I had him, uh, him tailing around on me all day yesterday. <laughs> I want to know what I do. Mayor Dom Dom pushed him in the glass. I took Bork out on the plaza, and I said, you know what this is, uh, Bork? This is MGM Way. 
It was going to be called Maya Dom Dom Way, but guess what? Nobody crosses Maya Dom Dom. You see that? That's the former South End Community Center. I moved it with my own hands. Yeah. You know, if you put your ear next to one of my shoes, you're going to hear the opening riff to rock you like a hurricane. That Freddy Krueger has nightmares about me. (laughs) When I was born, I said to the doctors, could you please name my parents? (laughs) I eat my meat so rare. How rare is it? That it only consists of unicorns and dragons. That's how rare my meat is. (laughs) And I didn't get that vaccine, you know. No? The vaccine got me! (laughs) Thank you very much, Mr. Bork, everybody. It's 620 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 627. And ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be eventually sunny today with a high of 33. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 38. It is 22 right now in downtown Springfield. We're going to get to uh, another round of Am I the A-Hole after 7 o'clock. And then after 8, we'll be talking to uh, Mick Box from the band Uriah Heap. they got a brand new album out, and we'll talk to him about that in uh, in just a little bit. All right. Ready to laugh? I am ready. All right. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, This is from a uh, local news story up in Maine. Okay. Okay. 200 dead cows were found in Maine, right? Really? Yeah. Uh, Researchers from the Maine Turnpike Authority found over 200 dead cows near Bangor uh, recently, and there was concern that they may have died from avian flu. They had a bird pathologist examine the remains of all the cows And to everyone's relief, he confirmed that the problem was definitely not avian flu. However, he determined that 98% of the crows had been killed by impact with trucks and only 2% were killed by an impact with a car. Maine then hired an ornithological behaviorist to determine the cause of the disproportionate percentages for truck kills versus car kills. Right. Okay. The ornithological behaviorist determined the cause in short order. When crows eat roadkill, they have to look out. They they always have a lookout crow in a nearby tree to warn of impending danger. His conclusion was that while all the lookout crows would say "ka," no one would say "truck." You get it? Because they're in Maine and they're saying "ka." Yeah, no. Yeah. You know, I I heard that one before. You You know why? Why? Because everybody's heard. About the bird. Everybody's heard about the bird. Have you heard that one too? Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass 631. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news, and it is brought to you by Taxland, Boston Road in Springfield. Or Cottage Street in East Hampton, or taxlandonline.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. A tractor trailer caught fire at 261 Elm Street in Holyoke yesterday, or this morning, actually. Uh, according to the Holyoke Fire Department, it was reported as a f- vehicle fire at first, but the uh, police department informed them 
that it was actually a tractor trailer that was on fire. Mm. It was quickly put out with minimal damage to the vehicles that were parked next to it. The cause of the fire is being investigated by the Holyoke Fire and Police Department and the Massachusetts State Police. Uh, A woman has died after being found stabbed in Springfield early Sunday morning, according to uh, the Springfield police spokesperson Ryan Walsh at around 1.50 a.m. Officers were called to the area of 200 uh, block of Chestnut Street for a report of a stabbing victim. An adult woman was found in the parking lot of the 100 block of Liberty Street. Police provided aid and she was taken to Bay State Medical Center where she died. Detectives in the homicide unit identified 23-year-old Leshmarie Marin Vieira as a suspect, and she has turned herself in at Springfield Police Headquarters at around 5.30 p.m. on Monday. Marin Vieira is charged with murder and has pleaded not guilty to her arraignment that was yesterday. She was uh, held without right to bail without... She was held without the right to bail without prejudice. The next court uh, hearing has been scheduled for February 28th. The investigation is being conducted by the Springfield Police Homicide Unit and the Hamden County District Attorney's Office. Uh, the Westfield Air Show returns in May, but something uh, new this year. No planes? No. The parking is not free. What? What? The reason behind the $20 parking fee and the $50 VIP parking fee this year is due to the reduced amount of parking spaces due to construction and the increased cost of putting on such a show. The Westfield Air Show says parking this year has been greatly reduced for both general and VIP parking lots and will require a pre-purchase parking ticket to enter. You know what? No thanks. Because, $20. You know, that's is ridiculous. A lot. And you know what? This this is all paid for by your tax dollars. The entire thing. Yeah. That's why they're usually free. And if you're going to offer something to somebody and say, yeah, the show is free, but by the way, it's 20 bucks to get your car here to park here, then why not offer a shuttle system from remote satellite lots then? That would make sense. Right. But you know, the thing is, I mean, from I, I, mean, I don't agree with them doing this, but if you look at like all the other events that you go to, could be like a, you know, a game at Fenway or yeah. at, uh, you know, even, you know, even the Big E, you got to, you got to pay to park. You know, they always charge you, and it's always more than it really needs to be. But for to go to from zero to twenty—that's ridiculous—is a huge. Yeah. That's a big. That's a big deal. You go to like zero to like five. Okay, maybe I can. Uh, maybe I can stomach that. But zero to twenty. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't. And why? Uh, and why not know. have a partnership with uh, you know these empty lots that have you know the mall parking lots or all these other places that. You could have people park there and just shuttle them back and forth. And you know what? Even if PVTA did it, you you know, you, 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 let's say you charge a bus fare. Yeah, that's more reasonable than twenty dollars. And then and then to have a tiered system of fifty and twenty dollars—that's ridiculous. Well, I mean, you're obviously you're paying for the convenience of being close by, easy access it's, in and out. But you shouldn't have a tiered system when it's open to the public. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It, oh, God, this really irks me. This is the kind of crap that ticks me off. Parking fees for an air show? Come on! <laughs> it's un-American. It is un-American. If you really think about that, you know, air shows are obviously you could go park somewhere and see the air show from probably miles away. Yeah. But 
the idea is that these are put on to to show what the U.S. military has, and like you know, it's it's a you know it sh- it shows off acrobatics, you know, from the, the you know whether it be the Blue Angels or whoever the other uh, you know yeah. the other contest uh, people are. I told you a number of years ago we watched the uh, the the air show at uh, at Westover, some some uh, from our, our friend's backyard in Ludlow. Because everything was flying right overhead, right over their property. And every time they did it, they always did. So we just <laughs> set up lawn chairs yeah. in the backyard, didn't pay, didn't wait, had no problem parking the car in their driveway. And then we went home. And you know what? It was wonderful. Yeah. I didn't need to be there no. amongst you know seventy five thousand people. I really just needed to be there with those with that other couple and uh, and their daughter, and that was it. So it says the Westfield Air Show says the event is still free to the public and wanted to make the cost of parking as reasonable as possible. They encourage residents to come together in one vehicle as parking passes are based per vehicle and not per passenger. The money earned will directly support the hundred and fourth fighter wing and its personnel, but. You said that the reduced parking is due to construction and, you know, there, you have a lack of spaces. Yeah. So which one is it? Where's, why do you need the money? Well, I think they're going to assume that there will be some people that will not go because of the parking fee. But there are more likely people that will do it anyway because it was a free day anyway. I guess so, but you... you <laughs> You're taking something that you're already paying for. Yeah. That should you shouldn't have to pay a parking fee to be there. It's still going to get the crowds though. That's but, but that's it, the but thing. But it's still come but do you, do you not see what I'm saying? No, here? I do. I do. That's the whole idea of having a program like that. So you don't have to you can have a family fun weekend for free. How because many, you pay for it anyway. How many people uh show up every year to these? Quite a few. I, I'm not denying that there aren't going to be people there. No, no, no. I mean, is there like a ballpark number of people? Is it like, you know, 30,000, 50,000? Uh, I think it's a lot more than that. Is it? I mean, I don't I, I don't even know. Imagine what they're going to rake in with a $20 parking structure. Well, that's what I'm getting I mean, that's at. crazy. Let's see. Uh, 300,000. That's how many people? In one show. All right, so 300,000 times 20. Yeah. You ready for this? Yep. According to my calculations, that's $6 million. Cut that in half, you got $3 million. That's right. Because uh, you figure not everybody's going to drive. It's a lot of money, dude. It's a lot of money. That's what I'm saying. That's a, it's a ridiculous amount of money. But, you know, when you, uh, when we, uh, when you put it like that, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just like uh, if you've been – putting these things on for years and making a big goose egg now you have a chance to make millions of dollars over the course of a weekend what the heck and i'm also being told they're not even going to have the thunderbirds or the blue angels they've got some private air stunt teams so they're not even showing off the military's best stunt stuff (laughs) well i mean well, that's the whole, but but that's like the draw (laughs) you go to see the blue angels or you go to see you know the or that uh, th- that porta potty with the jet engine on the back of it. It's like buying uh, tickets to see Foreigner live, only to find out there's not a single original member left in the band. Well, that's neither here nor there. If you take enough marijuana to edibles, you, it doesn't really matter who's playing. 
Uh, two rounds of voting during a committee meeting uh, Tuesday evening to elect a new superintendent for Chicopee Public Schools turned up no winner. Candidates must secure eight votes out of the committee's 11 members to claim that seat. A total of six committee members voted for candidate Marcus Ware of Wyndham Public Schools, while five voted for the continuation of current Chicopee Public Schools interim superintendent Alvin Morton. Morton! Alvin! No uh, votes were casted for the third candidate, Lee's Public School uh, Superintendent Mike Richard. He used to do uh, West Springfield. He was the superintendent of oh, West yeah. Springfield. Yeah. So you went out to Lee for a while? Went out to Lee for a while and then uh, realized, hey, this drive might be a little far. Maybe I should get something closer to home. Uh, since the state law requires 48 hours until the agenda is to be posted, the committee agreed to meet again by Monday for another vote recount in hopes of ending the months-long search for a superintendent. All right, here's some uh, qualification questions I'm going to ask you. Do men in uniform turn you on? <laughs> Have you ever been considered a badge bunny? Yeah. Do you like taking uh, romantic uh, excursions down to Atlantic City for the weekend, being having your t- picture taken by a toll booth? Do you find monogamy to be a four-letter yes. word? Do you find, um, oh, I don't know, letting... Uh, do you, do, have you ever described yourself as a screen door where everybody <laughs> slams you every <laughs> once in a while? Welcome to Chickabee. You know, uh, typically speaking, the uh, superintendent of a school system is a well-paying job. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, there's lots of clout. Uh, you can you can get like the best tables at restaurants. <laughs> you can get the best seats at bars. Uh, you would think that it wouldn't be that hard to find a uh, a very qualified candidate that everyone can agree on. What's the problem that they can't get enough votes for these people? Well, it's, I mean, it's just part of the process. You know, somebody's going to make a better case than the other person, and uh, now they they don't have enough votes for the one person, so now they have to go back and Mm. re-vote again. I always found the best way to resolve these kinds of situations is to take the 10th caller and see if, uh, yeah, and that the 10th caller winds up winning the job. Hey, congratulations. You're the new Chickabee School Superintendent. <laughs> What's your favorite school system? Chickabee. All right. right. You're the winner. <laughs> we got a weekend for you at a Red Roof Inn Plus. Yes. High M- Yes. Yeah. <laughs> high MCAT scores is the phrase that pays. Sponsored by Adam and Eve Adult Shops. Not, not anymore. Not anymore is right. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, this is like uh, the movie Jaws in reverse. A TikToker in China just got a huge fine after filming herself cooking and eating a great white shark. She goes by the name Teezy online. The shark was six feet long, and authorities in China have been investigating ever since she posted the video last summer. It shows her buying the shark illegally and cooking it over a big fire. She then picks up a huge chunk and takes a bite. Uh, great white sharks are considered a vulnerable species and they're protected in China. So after the video went viral, they confiscated some of her leftovers, tested the tissue samples and confirmed it was in fact a great white. They charged her with violating China's wild animal protection law and just find her just find her eighteen thousand five hundred dollars. The people who sold her the shark are also facing charges. Uh, if you're curious, she said the meat was very tender. Really? Yeah. Well, imagine that. 
I, mean, I don't like shark. I had shark steak once. It's it doesn't taste good. Oh, I don't know. I've had some shark that's uh, that's pretty good. And many years ago, I was in Canada. I was in Toronto. Yeah. And had something that would be totally illegal in this country, mm-hmm. and that was the uh, the shark fin soup. Yeah. That's that's not allowed here in the states, but in Canada, they got no problem serving that. Why is that not allowed? <sighs> because it is it is considered to be cruel to the shark. To be eating uh, its fin, but I got to tell you, soup was delicious. That uh, that rule should extend to Jimmy Buffett's fins, so we don't ever have to hear that piece of garbage. Oh my again. god! Anything you can do to stop that—that that should be illegal in this. Let's stop the madness. You got fins to the left, you got fins to the right, and you're the only game in town. God, ugh! Even just speaking the lyrics of Jimmy Buffett. Is enough to make you sick. It does. It really gets to my gut. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 33 tomorrow. Uh, more of the same with a high of 39. And then it gets freezing cold on Friday with a high of only 19 and a low of negative 1. All right. It's 21 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Hi-ya. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's eight fifty. excuse me, 652 at Elton John on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be sunny and 33 today, sunny and 39 tomorrow, 21 in downtown Springfield right now. If you're looking for something fun to do on uh, Friday, Free Music Friday is back at uh, MGM Springfield. Steve's going to be there on Friday with the Rock 102 Road Crew from 7 to 9. Uh, Johnny Sixgun is uh, is playing uh, uh, there. The Aria Ballroom is actually a, a pretty cool place to see a band. It's a nice big room, got uh, got a lot of uh, cool lighting, a lot of, uh, of uh, a bar inside. Very, very nice. You know, uh, God, I can't remember when it was. It was before the pandemic, so 2019, I think. Okay. I went to the, um, or maybe it was 2020, uh, because things didn't start closing until, until 2020. Until yeah. Like, yeah, but like February or March. Well, wait a minute. When did the, did we have a Super Bowl in 2020? Sure. I don't know. I went there, and they had a Super Bowl party at MGM. Yeah. It was – we had an event there in the in the TAP sports bar thing. And then they had a big Super Bowl party upstairs in that ballroom, and they had this giant TV that was all panels. Oh, man. And it was just – it took up the whole wall of the ballroom. It was pretty awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah. So when I was there last Friday introducing <laughs> uh, Screaming Eagle – Yeah. It's just a, just a real cool setup. The stage was real nice. The lighting was awesome. I mean, it's like you know, this is a, this is pretty cool. And they're going to be doing it throughout uh, the uh, well through February, mm-hmm. and then you know they did free music Fridays during the summertime, and that went very very well. Yeah. There's actually quite a lot of people there on Friday too. So yeah, pretty cool. Should be a good damn time. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, am I the a-hole coming up after seven o'clock? For those of you who are uh, waiting on that, and also Mick Box from the band Uriah Heap. After eight, um, yeah, that's going to be uh, those prog rock people. They're going to love that. Yeah, they will. Prog rock. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, sex and no sleep may be killing endangered quals. What's a qual? It's like a it's a marsupial. Really? Yeah. Endangered male northern quals are giving up uh, are giving up sleep for more sex, and it could be killing them. The study found that males travel long distances in search of mating partners, often giving up sleep in the process. A lack of rest may explain why males of the carnivorous marsupials typical, typically mate themselves to death in one breeding session. Really? 
That sounds uh, that sounds kind of interesting. I'm looking at a qual right now. It's a it's an adorable adorable animal that can be up to like uh, like 25 inches long. Looks like a like between like a mouse and a wallaby. Yeah, females on the other hand can live and reproduce for up to years and years and years. Ain't that always yeah. the way it works out in nature? They cover large distances to mate as often as possible, and it seems that their drive is so strong they uh, that they forgo sleeping to spend more time searching for females. This is for the males, said Christopher Clemente, the uh, lecturer at the University of the Sunshine Coast. His institution led the study with the uh, University of Queensland. The research was published on Wednesday. Hmm. Man, so much sex that you're killing yourself. <laughs> Oh, my poor little marsupial. <laughs> of course, you know, it's all it, it's all relative. I mean, for yeah. all you know, you know, like, you know, sex once or twice could be enough to kill him. Yeah. You know, maybe it's just not safe for him to have sex. Yeah. What are you going to give me? I'm going to give you the Damar Hamlin. I'll just drop right on top of you as soon as I'm done. <laughs> It's, uh, oh, look at the time. It's 6.56 for Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, good coaching comes in many forms. For some, a good coach is one who motivates their athletes to overcome adversity, achieve their goals, and then to win championships. Some people are really good at doing that. Others are low-life scumbags who use their power and authority to intimidate and to antagonize their players using a full menu of inappropriately aggressive language, threats, taunts, and tactics that would otherwise be deemed unacceptable in nearly every pocket of civilized society. And when that happens, you can bet that such a coach will eventually be shown the door and fired for acting like a jackass. For example, let's look at former Olympic swim coach Terry McKeever. To the untrained eye, Terry McKeever seems like a perfectly qualified woman with a long resume of success. She was the first woman to serve as the head coach of the U.S. Olympic swim team at the London Games in 2012. And for the last 29 years, she's led the University of California's women's swim team to four national titles. There's just one small problem with her. She's an a-hole. According to reports, Terry McKeever was fired yesterday following an investigation of harassment, bullying, and verbally abusing her swimmers over an extended period of time. And according to the 482-page complaint, McKeever's accused of making daily threats, forcing swimmers to train while injured, sick, or while dealing with severe eating disorders. She's also been accused of discrimination and other unethical behaviors which violate university policy. And as a result, she's now out of a job. Folks, this is what separates a good coach from someone whose abusive narcissism has led to their ultimate downfall. It's one thing to motivate and to inspire your athletes to achieve greatness. It's another thing to shower a 19-year-old kid with traumatic abuse, the kind of abuse that has lingering effects long after the abuser is gone. That, my friends, is what separates the great coaches from control freaks and dirtbags. Good coaches don't have 482 pages of complaints against them. This lady, on the other hand, did. And now she's forced to finally face the consequences. But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Among the painting crowd, Rachel with the Westfield Rockies is a, has a bit of a following. Rachel's an advisor in the paint department. She loves helping with painting projects. Good people, rock-solid service. If you're planning to paint, Rachel's the person you need to see at the Westfield Rockies. I'm back. That's my... 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 709 in Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and 33 today, sunny and 39 tomorrow, sunny and 19 on Friday. It's 21 right now in downtown Springfield. Coming up uh, next hour, Mick Box from Uriah Heap. they got a brand new album out. It's actually really good, and uh, we'll be talking to Mick just after 8 o'clock today. And uh, how about a segment of Am I the Earth? First one has to do with some uh, some roommates and some friends. Okay. Uh, am I the a-hole for telling my roommate to suck it up and deal with my boyfriend? For context, I'm 26 female. My roommate, 25 female, have been friends since we were 11. I know what everyone says, don't live with friends, but it's really worked out for us for a while. We survived the pandemic together, locked down in our tiny apartment, and didn't bite each other's heads off the entire time. Okay. Fast forward to now. I'm dating, which she hasn't seen me uh, from since we were in high school and have started seeing this guy recently. Uh, I don't even know what that means. It started to get pretty serious, and I really think I'm falling for him. We see each other about once a week due to our work schedules, and he's amazing in every way. But the issue is with my roommate. She hates it. She hates that I'm seeing someone. Gets really uh, ticked off when I tell her that I'm going to uh, go to dinner or a show with him. She'll literally roll her eyes or get visibly annoyed. She's never been in a relationship and doesn't really uh, date despite complaining about being lonely all the time. Mm. She's on apps and people will ask her out and she'll say no or she'll ghost them. My current boyfriend has never been over to our place, but we are going out on Friday and I wanted him to come over and meet her. She's important to me, and I value her opinion, but when I brought uh, this up to her, she point-blank said that she didn't care to meet him and would prefer that he wasn't in our apartment. So I snapped and called her out on her attitude and jealousy with the whole situation. I should have kept my cool, but it had been weeks of her getting annoyed that I was seeing someone. I apologized immediately after she called me an a-hole, but she... Uh, said that I had no other consideration for her feelings and that it's unfair to be flaunting my relationships in front of her. I'm at a loss. Should I just accept that I'm the a-hole here and keep my relationship away from someone I consider my best friend? Or is she the a-hole? Or are we both? I, uh, to be honest, this is the easiest one I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. It's the roommate who's being an a-hole. It sounds like the roommate, because I actually knew two people that this happened to. You did? Yeah. Okay. There was these two chicks. Yeah. And they were like best of friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this one chick starts dating this dude. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. And it turns, and then the friend gets mad that the girl, he's like, ah, I can't believe you're with that guy. He's such a dr-. That guy was like a wicked nice guy. Right. right? She's uh, making up all this stuff about him. Turns out she had a crush on her. And she was just jealous of the whole relationship. No kidding. Yeah. She had a crush on her friend oh, who yeah. was dating a dude. Yeah, it was like uh, that Bridget Fonda movie. That oh, yeah. Right. Single white female. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Listen, uh, be that as it may, if you are in a roommate situation and your roommate is in a relationship that makes them happy... It's not up to you to be a C blocker. You know what I mean? Yeah. You I should know. not you do not stand in the way of love. Especially if you're envious of that love. 
don't be envious of your friends. You, you know, let the, you work on your own self. I'm thinking this, manage your own problems. I'm thinking this uh, this original person is kind of the a hole here because uh, listen, she should have picked up on her uh, roommate's uh, inkling that she likes her so much that uh, she should have never have started dating anybody. Steve, you can't have it that way. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. And you're playing it badly. Well, I'm just saying. Listen, if if it, it you know, let's just let's just say. Yeah. And this is a hypothetical situation. I don't take this the wrong way, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's say that you had an overwhelming sexual attraction to me, okay? Mm-hmm. And I didn't have uh, an overwhelming uh, sexual attraction to you because uh, one, I'm married and I prefer women. Uh it's it, listen, it there's it's it would be a forbidden love that could never possibly blossom. So maybe what you need to do is set your sights on something that is more realistic and attainable than you know trying to get your way with me because that ain't ever gonna happen. No, it's not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying it ain't ever gonna happen. Uh, you want to go on to another one? Sure. All right. I notice how you try to skirt around addressing that uh, scenario. I don't want to address it. I, okay, be that way. Because I was trying to be a devil's advocate for something I can't be a devil's advocate for. <laughs> they tell us, they tell us here at the radio, got to play both parts. No, oh, do you, you really? Got it? Yeah. Okay. We paid a consultant thousands of dollars for him to tell us to tell you that. You got to yeah. play both sides, and, pal. And you know how well, you, you know what good money that is? Well spent. That's a job I wish I should have uh, taken. Consultant? A radio consultant. Oh to sit God. back and tell people, hey, you know what? If you do this contest, people will listen. Here are the 10 points I want you to follow. Six points. To, six points I want you to follow, which will ultimately destroy your radio station. Yeah. I will, in, I, and while that, wait for that to happen, I will be uh, endorsing the check. Uh, another one. Uh, am I the a-hole for using my wife's fun budget to help out friends and family? I am the breadwinner in our home. Here we go. You already laid the groundwork. It already sounds. Uh, already like digging you. a hole. I'm the breadwinner in our home. My wife has the much tougher job of being a stay-at-home mom and wrangling our offspring. Okay, if you, you're starting to return, you refer to your children as offspring. offspring. Right. She works hard to make sure that we have everything we need. Our budget is pretty simple. We put away about 15% of my earnings every month. Then we pay all the bills. Whatever is left, we split, and we can use it however we want. I like to use mine to work on my hobbies or treat us to a night out. I pay for a sitter and whatever activity we may do for the night. She uses hers to go to a spa or to buy herself some pretty things that make her happy. Okay. Every once in a while, she'll ask if we can send money to her family. Not because her family is homeless or anything. They just earn less than we do. Like in November, she asked if we could give her brother $500. He wanted to get his kids a PS5 for Christmas. I think that was the last straw. I told her we could, but it would be the last time I contributed money to give away to people who just asked her for it. December went fine, but then in January, one of her friends had car problems and needed to rent a car to run errands and drive her kids around. My wife gave her money. When she told me about it, I said I was proud of her for sticking to our agreement that any money she decided to give away would come from her fun money and not ours. She looked really sour and asked if I was really not going to help her pay for her spa day with her friends. I said yes, because I had spent my money on a new drone already. She asked if we could take money from our savings account to pay. 
I said no because that's for emergencies and household expenses. <laughs> and what's the drone for? I have no is idea. That, is that an emergency drone for the house? <laughs> well, it's your everyday drone. That's. <laughs> She's mad at uh, me for not helping her friend. I pointed out uh, that she could have kept the money and driven her friend around on errands and pick up her kids. She said I was being a jerk and slammed the door. For the record, my kids are and I are still playing games on our PS4 and Switch. She gives our money away to be a big shot. I don't have that n- need. Really? Because you sound like a control freak in every other possible way. Listen, if you weren't spending money on drones all the time, you might have money for a PS5 yourself. That's a good point. This guy is totally the a-hole. Now, he's totally the a-hole. Everything out of his mouth from the very sen- the very first sentence, you could already say, all right, here we go. This is going to be simple. You know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, budgeting and, and, and saying, <clears throat> you know, this is for this and this is for that. That's how people save money and, yeah. and attain things that they, they want to get. But when you start being this, I'm the breadwinner and uh, you are taking care of our offspring, you sound like a giant a-hole. Yeah. Well, you know, there is a there is such a thing, Steve, <laughs> as, uh, you know, uh, financial abuse in uh, in relationships where, like, one person may be making more and assume or demand that they make all the financial decisions of the home and leaving their partner to almost have to beg and ask for money for their own things. And it's all a control issue. It's all it's a like a narcissistic cycle of abuse that revolves around the, the family finances. Yeah. It happens all the time. So it sounds to me like... It's okay for this guy to buy a f- needless drone and a PlayStation, but God forbid she want to do something to help out family or friends or do something fun and enjoyable for herself. Mm-hmm. As if, and to add insult to injury, it's his desire to make her feel bad about asking those things while he has no problem buying, you know, Got another drone, gonna, man. Got another drone, and I just I just went to GameStop and dropped a thousand dollars on new games. And she wants to go and get her yeah. nails done. She wants to go on a spa day with her friends. She wants to help her family. What a selfish jerk I married. Well, she has her own money to buy her own thing. Yeah. I, uh, I I tell you what, you could warm your hands up to all that gaslighting right now. Uh, let's. We have time for one more. Sure, what the heck? Uh, am I the a-hole for insisting our baby not be named Linda? Excuse my storytelling. I'm not good at writing in English. That's me. That's not the person oh, okay. writing this yeah. thing. So, uh, my husband and I are expecting a little girl in a month, and we're both delighted. However, we've had some trouble when talking about what to name our child. We've had a lot of trouble finding names that we both like, so we've gotten help from my family and in, and my in-laws. However. I tried excluding my mother-in-law, whose name is Linda. I wanted to exclude her because she is extremely Catholic, so she has some very extreme beliefs and opinions. She had harassed a friend of mine for her sexuality, and she didn't leave her house for days. She has a pretty long history of pushing her beliefs onto the rest of us. I was talking to my family, and then the perfect uh, name came up, Jaden. I also uh, <clears throat> I had also received a text from my husband saying he was daydreaming at work when he found out the perfect name. I was happy we had both found potential names, 
and that hopefully we would agree on one of them. We sat down on the couch, and I told him that I was thinking of the name Jaden. He immediately shot it down, so I asked him what he wanted to name the baby. <laughs> he told me he wanted to name the baby Linda after his mom. I was fuming internally. I tried reminding him about what his mom had done to my friend and other members of the family. Mm-hmm. He responded with, she's Christian. It's just a part of the religion. You can't shame her for believing in God. I just wasn't having it. I'm currently eating leftover soup in the upstairs bedroom as I need time to process this. That's very oddly specific. I'm eating yeah. soup in the upstairs bedroom. Yeah. However, I do feel like I'm the uh, a-hole because it is just her religious beliefs. So... Am I the a-hole? You know, uh, if if the problem is you can't decide together on a name, yeah, keep looking. Yeah, it's fair if he doesn't like the word, the name Jaden, but if she doesn't like the name Linda, then you have to agree on something else. Yeah, she's as, she has every right to not like the name as you have to not like the names that she's chosen. So, you know, if you've got a problem with it... One of the things that I think is a, is is sometimes problematic, yeah. and, and it, it, when we were naming our kids, we kind of made the mistake of allowing other people to uh, voice their opinions uh-huh. on the names that we we had selected because we had yeah we had a bank of names that we were kind of you know going through, and the problem I found is oh you can't name her your your kid that because I know someone with that name and they're a jerk. I said well what does that person have to do with our kid? Yeah, right. right. Okay, so... It's because you don't get used to it? Yes. Yeah. Let's just throw a name out there. Let's say the kid's name is, I don't know, Anne. And what kind of an adult are you that you would hold a conviction against a child for holding the same name of somebody you dislike? Exactly. (laughs) Let's let's say I say, I want to name my kid Anne. And you're like, oh, you can't name her Anne. I had an Aunt Anne, and she she had a gas problem. Oh, my God. Terrible human being. My sixth grade teacher made me read Anne of Green Gables, and I hated it. Listen, there are five billion women out there whose first name is Anne, and some of them are actually quite nice people. So... Uh, you know, spin the wheel. If that's the name you like, then you stick with it. If you, if that's a name you two both can agree on, then stick with it. What one of my favorite SNL skits was with Nicolas Cage, and it was uh, the blonde Victoria Jackson. Okay, right? and they were they were expecting a child, and they were sitting down on the couch, and they were trying to figure out what they should name the baby. Okay. And everything that she came up with, he would shoot down immediately. And she would be like, well, what about John? And he goes, oh, yeah, sure. Got to go to the John John. You know, he's making up all these things. Right. Well, what about Peter? Oh, yeah, sure. How's your Peter, Peter? You know, he's got all these <laughs> things. And he goes through, he's shooting all these, like, common names down. Yeah. And finally, Rob Schneider shows up at the door as a telegram, you know, a delivery man. And he's like, a telegram for Mr. Asswipe? And he's like, it's Asswipe! It's- <laughs> <laughs> the guy had been made fun of his entire life because his name was Asswipe. <laughs> it's 724 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. Listen to applicants and applications are confidential. An equal opportunity employer.
It's 727 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny with a high of 33 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 39. It's 21 right now in downtown Springfield. Check out the daily podcast if you miss even a moment of the uh, the Bax and Nagel show. That way you can listen to it whenever you damn well feel like it without the burden of having to listen to music or commercials. Mm. It's all, uh, all uh, devoid of that stuff. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and also on rock102.com. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week, my guest is uh, Victor DiLorenzo, formerly of the Violent Femmes. We got a brand new band out called The Night Crickets. They got an album out that came out uh, late last year. It's really, really good. And you can check that out also on rock102.com. Oh, there you go. Um, what do you want me to say? Something? No, I got, you know, I'm not going to require you to say uh, much of anything. I was, uh, I was reading this uh, little survey here. Uh huh. Survey said. Um, a website put together a graph showing your odds of dying from various accidents in your lifetime. Okay. Because this is always, uh, you know, tender topics to talk about at 728. Why not? Uh, number one, car accident. 100 to 1. 101 to 1 shot. Pretty good odds. Yeah. No, that's bad. That's well, it's bad, bad but I mean, you're, if that's your preferred method of going out. Complications of medical and surgical care. 798 to 1. Okay. Alcohol poisoning. 1600 to 1. I would have thought that would have been a little bit higher. I would have thought that would have been a little bit higher too. But does that mean an instance of poisoning yourself one time with alcohol or poisoning yourself over many years with alcohol? I don't know. It just it just if it's just poisoning by alcohol, it could be just one time. Uh 1800 to 1 accidental building fire. Sure, that can uh, happen. Choking on food, 2,700 to 1. 5,800 to 1, drowning in a swimming pool. Okay. 6,300, sunstroke. That's, I mean, that's, uh, how, how often does that happen? 6,300 to 1. I know, so but I mean. For every 6,300 people, there's yeah, one person. If I feel myself getting woozy on a hot summer day, I'm mm-hmm. going inside. It's where I belong anyway. 7,900 uh, for accidental firearm discharge. Ten thousand to one for drowning other than in a pool, eleven thousand like in a, like in a tub or, or a, a pond toilet or something like that. Yeah, uh, a toilet. I don't know. How many people do you know drown in a toilet? I'm sure it happens. Uh, eleven thousand seven hundred people in an airplane crash. Mm-hmm. That seems kind of low too, because you don't see too many airplane crashes. It's a it's a rarity. Uh, Fifty seven thousand to one for a bee or wasp sting. To die from that, it's okay. Sixty nine thousand from a dog attack, and one hundred and thirty eight thousand to one lightning strike. Huh. And of course, they stopped at thirteen entries because you know. Well, I mean, there's other. I mean, there's other ways to die. There are lots of ways to die. Oh, and by the way, when in the Powerball jacket, two hundred ninety two million uh, jackpot, two hundred ninety two million to one. So I got a better chance of being killed by a bee sting. Yeah. Than I do of winning like the the jackpot. There you go, pal. Well, there you have it. Mm-hmm. We have news coming up next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Map. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The mayor of Holyoke is offering his condolences to the family of the innocent bystander shot and killed at the mall on Saturday, and he is calling for change. We had an innocent bystander that paid the ultimate price, said Holyoke Mayor Josh Garcia. Garcia shared his outrage over the events that unfolded Saturday night at the mall 
An innocent bystander identified as Trung Michael Tran was shot and killed, allegedly by Kenneth Santana Rodriguez at the Touch of Beauty Nail and Hair Salon. Tran was giving a pedicure to Santana Rodriguez's girlfriend at the time of the shooting. Garcia allegedly, or I'm sorry, Garcia acknowledged the tragedy Tran's family now has to face. And Western Mass has confirmed with the salon that Tran had worked there for multiple years. A GoFundMe has been started for his family, which uh, stated he leaves behind a wife and son and has raised thousands of dollars in less than a day. Garcia said something needs to be done by legislators to prevent gun violence like this. It always comes down to gun laws in America and what our representatives should be doing to help close that gap so these incidents don't take place. However, if you read the story from 22 News... The man charged in the shooting death at the mall on Saturday had a license to carry a gun. So I'm not sure exactly what you mean by <clears throat> laws preventing you from doing these things. If you legally had a firearm that you yeah. had on your on your hip, that is the law. Not not to be critical of of the mayor here, uh, because I you know, I understand why he's saying what he's saying, but you know it does seem to be you know as outraged as we all are about gun violence, and we are. Um, these are the kinds of things that get said because there's like nothing else you can really say. We, I mean, we all agree this is a terrible tragedy. This, this kind of stuff should never, ever happen. And then we always want to focus on changing gun laws. Maybe what we should do is enforce some of the laws that we have. And then, you know, when we arrest people, we keep them in jail rather than make it uh, you know easy for them to get bailed out mm. so they can cause more problems. Having said all that, that GoFundMe uh, account yeah set for uh uh yeah for uh for the for the victim their goal was twenty thousand they're already up to almost twenty five thousand people have responded very very well to this so uh terrible tragedy for the for the uh, the the tran family a Shrek sculpture in Hatfield weighing approximately two hundred pounds has gone missing according to the police. The Hatfield police says the sculpture is made of cement and was taken from uh, is taken from a home, from his home on Mountain Road. I don't know who his is. That's kind of written weirdly. Okay. They posted the uh, notice to their Facebook page Tuesday night. The dragon sculpture he lives with is frustrated and lonely, their post read. If you have any information on the whereabouts of the Shrek sculpture, please reach out to the Hatfield Police Department. At 413-247-0323. Or return him in the condition you found him. No questions asked? No question. Well, I'm sure there'll be questions asked. Like, what the hell were you doing with a 200-pound Shrek, uh, cement Shrek figure? Yeah. I've never understood uh, what makes somebody want to steal something like that. It seems to be very, very cumbersome to take, like, a 200-pound statue and then remove it and put it in your car. You know, I had stuff stolen from my uh, my front yard years ago. Yeah, it was a uh, antique plow, like a, one of those old, you know, it's something you'd tie a donkey to or a burrow. Yeah, right. to plow the fields. Kind of like when you see like someone's yeah. got a big giant old fashioned wagon wheel in their backyard. Right. Well, I didn't have any pl- fields to plow, but we had these two. There was two of them uh, as yard decorations. Right. And Although then, you had gotten plowed at that property many, yeah, many times. That's true. Oh, I am many times at that place. Um, and I laid some seed there, too, as well. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, but um, the, 
I don't even remember where I was going with that because you screwed me. You do that to me all the time. I'm so you, sorry, you, Steve. You just derail me. I don't mean to do that. I'm like uh, I'm like the Acela Express, the high-speed train going from Washington to Boston in less than four hours. And here you are. Boom. All of a sudden, there's hundreds of people dead because you derailed me off the track. I'm sorry, Steve. Go on. Um... I don't even know what I was going to say. Oh, for crying out loud. Let's uh, let's complain about Westfield. (laughs) The Westfield. Because this this is the thing that's really got you. This is the thing that's really getting me. Yeah, it's getting under my craw today. The Westfield Air Show returns in May, but something new this year is that parking will not be free. The reason behind the $20 parking fee and the $50 VIP parking fee this year is due to the reduced amount of parking spaces due to the construction and increased cost of putting on such a show. The Westfield Air Show says parking this year has been greatly reduced for both general and VIP parking lots and will require a pre-purchased parking ticket to enter. The Air Show says the event is still free to the public and wanted to make the cost of parking as reasonable as possible. Okay, then what about 5 or $10? They encourage residents to come together in one vehicle as parking passes are based per vehicle and not per passenger. The money uh, earned will directly support the 104th Fighter Wing and its personnel. The air show is scheduled for Saturday, May 13th and Sunday, May 14th from 9 to 4. More than a dozen aircraft will also be parked for exhibitors to see, including Army trucks and Humvees. Let me ask you this, because I missed this part the last, uh, last hour. It's a $20 parking fee. And it's prepaid. Yeah, so you have to pre-purchase the ticket. So have you been sitting in a line outside of Barnes for hours waiting to get in? Yeah. And you didn't prepay. Right. You're not going to get in. They're going to turn you away? I would imagine they would if that really? means prepay, pre-purchase parking tickets to enter. What a pain in the ass. Listen. That is. This is that whole area. That whole show yep. is all funded by you and me and everybody else that lives in this country. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I don't think you and I just alone could pay for that. No, but all of our contributions mm-hmm. help pay for those things. And we're okay with that because we do want to see what the military has to offer. And it's a way for them to, to, to show off you know, what we have and the, the skill levels of uh, different pilots and things like that. It's a great event. It's a really great event, but it's supposed to be free. And when you start charging parking fees for $20 and $50, you have now eliminated a bunch of people who have no means to do that. Yeah, and no means to prepay. Yeah, and you're now <laughs> prepaid. Right, you're right, because you, you, most people would have a $20 bill on them. To hand out the window to a parking or, or or two tens or, or four fives or like a bunch of singles or even twenty singles. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe even twenty of those Susan B. Anthony dollars. Yeah. What about loose change? What about forty of the JFK half dollars? Will they take a check? I think they will. But- you know, I can maybe see like a small incremental increase in parking so if you went from like zero to five bucks Mm -hmm. okay you know i might not like spending the five bucks but now it's 20 and how much better is the parking with the 50 dollar vip situation 
than if I just spent the 20 bucks. Or how about if I spent no bucks? Well, that's that's what I want to know. How far apart are the VIP parking lots versus the general parking? You know, let's say uh, you get front row in the general parking. Right. You're only 10 feet away. You just saved yourself $30 by not parking in that lot that was only 10 feet away from the ed- the border edge of where you parked. It's a good question. You know what I've seen in some situations? And I, I, I'm not going to name names or point fingers. But you, you go to an event. It's got VIP parking. You get closer to the entrance of the event you're trying to get into. Mm-hmm. But what they don't tell you is, is that to get out of the parking lot yeah. at the end of the event, you're stuck in the VIP section because you know, every other idiot is trying to get out before you do because they're parked closer to the exit. I made the mistake years ago when I took the kids to see Ed Sheeran up at uh, Gillette Stadium. Yeah, that was a mistake on a lot of reasons. And I got there. Well, whatever. He's a very fine, talented young man. Sure. Uh, very clean cut, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, uh, so at the end of that, I we had gotten there so early. We had gotten there like two hours before the show even started. Because I didn't know. I just didn't know how long it would take, you know, with traffic and everything. So we got there about two. So I parked right across the street on the other side of Route 2. Okay. Uh, to do that walkover thing. You know, they get the walkover. Yeah. Right so I did that. And... Uh, Getting out, it took. I had to shut the car off and just wait there because there was no point in waiting in line to try to get out because you're the first in. That means you're going to be the last out. It's one of the things that I hate about going to uh, concerts, mm-hmm. arena shows, stadium shows. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I mean, you want to see your favorite band, right? But then after you see your favorite band, you're stuck in a parking lot for two or three hours. Yeah. That kind of sucks all the fun out of it for me. Yeah, not my cup of tea. No, it's not. I'd much rather see like a band in a smaller club where my car is parked on the street. Yeah. I uh, I will be declining to go to the air show this year. You're not going to be the only person. I'm not spending 20 or $50 to park at a show that is already paid for by me and everybody else. Especially since the last time you went, you paid nothing. That's the thing, right? I mean, it's it's one it's one thing to charge; it's another thing to charge, and, well over and above what you should be asking for. And listen, I am I am all about I get budgets, I get all that stuff, but you're right too about the price. But why not come up with a different system that you could accommodate people by not nickel and diming them for a parking space to go to an event? Yeah. Why can't you do satellite lots? Get the PVTA involved. Do something like that. They probably will, but this is this is just a... Is this just to see, hey, let's see how everybody takes this. Yeah, not well, and the pro- but ultimately what's going to happen is if you enjoy going to these air shows, yeah. you're going to find yourself paying for it. And you shouldn't have to. No, especially when all of that stuff is paid for by you already. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, going to be sunny with a high of 33. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 38. It's 20 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Just classic rock. It's 751 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. You know, chili dogs weren't the only things they were sucking on that day. Outside that tasty freeze. I know, but it's the thing that we remember the most. Uh, Sunny today, 33. It's 20 in downtown Springfield.
let's see here. You know, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, the Bourbon Barbecue and Blues, your last uh, chance to win those tickets yeah. is tomorrow at noon. So oh. you got to go to rock102.com today. Today is like your last yeah. opportunity to join us on February 4th at the Delaney House in Holyoke. It is sold out, but there is like one remaining pair of tickets that can be yours, brought to you by uh, Pioneer Valley Arms, 50 Shaker Road in East Longmeadow, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Um, what was I going to say about that? Oh, yeah, uh, tomorrow's Groundhog Day. That's right. So we're not giving multiple pairs away, just that one pair. It's not like we're going to repeat it over and over and over again. Cause, you know, it's no, we only have limited space. So right. That's why. Right. All right. All right. Moving on. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. And uh, Pam Anderson's new memoir, Memory? How do you say that? Memoir. Memoir. Love Pamela. She says that uh, her doing the Borat movie upset her husband Kid Rock so much, he called her a whore and she instantly ended the marriage. But in her new Netflix documentary, Pamela Love Story, She's reading uh, quickly out of old journals and catches herself talking about waking up at Mario Van Peebles' house, then leaving for Scott Bayo's. I woke up at Mario's and went home to change, went to Scott's. I'm sorry, that's weird. <laughs> Why would I even write that down? Because God forbid you do a documentary one day in your life and you find out what kind of a whore you are. Ooh. <laughs> I was dating Kelly Slater at the time and I was supposed to go see him in Florida and meet his family. My first phone call was him to tell him I was married. He said, Tommy, he's like, what? That was horrible. You're in a long-term relationship with a <sighs> surfer dude. You get married to a rock star, and then you have to call and tell your love. Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, this isn't going to work out. I married Tommy Lee over the weekend. <laughs> but my heart still belongs to Chachi. Yeah, and uh, Mario Van Peebles and Scott Bale. Let me tell you something. By the way, Charles is definitely not in charge. Not in that situation. Yeah. I actually thought uh, Borat was her best role. Yeah, I thought Borat was her best role, too. It's the funniest thing I ever saw her in. Uh, moving on to the next clip. You ready? Yes. A JV girls basketball coach in Virginia is being accused of impersonating a 13-year-old to play on the team. 22-year-old Arlisha Boykins is said to have taken the place of the student-athlete that was thrown out, uh, that was, I'm sorry, that was out of the town for a tournament. Here is the father of the player that the coach was impersonating speaking out against the school. Coaches, you know, always preach to the kids about integrity and those type of things. So I was just shocked. I, I just need, you know, an apology, you know, because I haven't yet received one from, you know, the overseer of the program or nothing. You know, he just came out and just told us the stipulations of what was going to happen. But there was no apology. What is with these? Uh, last week it was the the 27-year-old pretending she was a high school student. Right. And now this one, uh, well, we can't lose the game. Let's say uh, nobody from out of town knows who this chick is. Uh, here, you, assistant coach, you be the player. You're 22 years old and you're being, and you were able to pass for a 13-year-old kid? Yeah. It seems a little weird to me. Well, somebody picked up on it. I don't know how they figured it out. It doesn't really say how that how that came to be. But I don't understand what this uh, phenomenon is of these uh, people uh, impersonating children. Listen, I would I would never want to go back to my teenage years. 
Uh, here's our uh, final clip today. A mom named Casey cut open the back of her couch to reveal all of the junk that had fallen inside over the 13 years she's had kids. Why is this the first time you're checking in the couch after 13 years? That's what I want to know. Well, here's the moment she posted it on TikTok while explaining everything inside. I'm scared. It's like an unboxing. Oh, my gosh. What is that? This is you ask goldfish fruit snacks hair ties a couple bras some toddler clothes i do not have toddlers anymore two remotes <laughs> nothing of value i literally scooped it all up put it in a garbage right. can and burnt it listen i can go maybe two months and i have to clean inside the couch like i have to stick the the the, well, the, the vacuum the wand, the wand down there to get anything that has fallen down because <laughs> you're creating you're creating a, a nest for mice oh yeah or any other kind of rodents that you might have in your house you gotta clean out from under the couch or even in the couch if it fell in the flaps you gotta pull the flaps up and clean it out i don't know what's wrong with people why I, would you do that i i don't know if i uh, can say i've ever done that I, uh, you know, anytime I'd like clean out the back of my car, yeah, you know, I'd find like goldfish (laughs) and I thought, I thought my kids were always eating too many goldfish, but in reality they were just saving them for the apocalypse. So they have something to eat afterwards. (laughs) I, I was mistakenly thinking they were putting these crackers into their mouths. Kids, I'm sorry. Uh, the United States is under attack. We can't get food anywhere. Dad. I saved us. <laughs> I got a whole minivan yeah. of yeah. 10-year-old crackers. Check under the third row seat. <laughs> there's bubble there's used bubble gum and lollipops and uh and and moldy something back there. <laughs> yeah, I, in my in my car I got the third row and it's yeah. always down so there's yeah. more cargo space in the back and yeah. then occasionally I lift it up and I'll see things that have been in there for years. Yeah. I had no idea that they were trapped. Underneath that third row, you gotta get, you gotta get, you gotta get that cleaned out. I gotta get, yeah. I need some serious detailing on that car. Uh, and that is what we call now hear this. It is seven fifty eight with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Bourbon yeah. barbecue and Rock one hundred two Springfield's classic rock. It's eight ten, and you're melting your face off the Uriah Heap with Bax yeah. and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Sunny and thirty three today. It is twenty in downtown Springfield. Steve, did you know that since nineteen sixty nine? Uriah Heep, who you just heard here on Rock 102, mm-hmm. have released 25 albums, 41 different compilations, 20 live albums, and have just released their latest record called Chaos and Color. Sweet. They've sold a bajillion records over the years. And uh, with the to talk about the, uh, the new record and a bunch of other stuff, the uh, last remaining original member of the band is uh, Mick Box. And he's on the phone right now. Good morning, Mick. How are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. It was afternoon for me, but good morning to oh, you. Oh yeah, well, you're good all after- the way. It's it's all it's all the same. The the, the, the <laughs> time zones are fascist. It's good to have you. Congratulations. Yeah, absolutely right, mate. Congrat- congratulations on uh, Chaos and Color, your 25th album. That uh, that it seems hard to believe, but I guess when you've been around for 51 years, you could probably squeeze in 25 records. 
Yeah, 100%, yeah. I mean, uh, we're very proud of it. And um, to achieve, it's another milestone, is it? 25 albums. And we'll be going now 53 years. So, um, wow. You, 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 when you sit down and think about it, you go, that, that's just amazing, you know. But normally you just plow on, don't you? <laughs> it is. Let it ride over you. It is kind of uh, it is kind of weird to think of anything you do in your lifetime, and I, I'll include myself in this too. In fifty year intervals, you just, you, it's hard to even wrap your head around things that have, that you even things that you enjoy for fifty one years. It just seems hard to imagine being involved in something for for that. I mean, virtually your, I mean, your whole adult life wrapped up in this in this one you know, this one band. It's pretty amazing. One venture, yeah. <laughs> It's quite incredible because somebody um, mentioned about the sales. You know, we, we sold over forty million albums, and you just say it, and it rolls off your tongue, and you think no more about it. And then, when you sit and reflect, you think forty million albums have got our music in their homes. My guitar playing, some of my songs. It's just incredible. You know, you just can't, you just cannot wrap your head around it at all. You know, it's, it seems to be someone else you're talking about, not you. <laughs> hey, you want to go down a real rabbit hole, Mick? Think about how many people have. Uh, like using it as a coaster or something in their in their house. I mean, not, I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not uh, you know more of a frisbee for the dog. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, you know, there's a there's a good portion of the obviously the fans out there who would take care of uh, of those albums and things like that. But you know, there's a bunch of slobs out there that probably use it as a coaster or a cracker and cheese tray or something like that. <laughs> well, as long as it's put to good use, I'm happy with that, mate. Mick, 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 let me just let me just get, tell you something. This is what I bring to the interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. I'll ask the, some questions that seem legitimate, and yeah. then Steve's just gonna you know derail and, the whole and, thing. And, if it's okay with you. And and then I ask no. you questions about what you bring to barbecues as a, <laughs> as like if a potluck supper. Do you what? Do you bring egg salad? Do you bring macaroni? I, that's the kind of things I want to know. What does you mixed like box bring, bring to the barbecue? <laughs> I bring the alcohol, really. You know. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. go. Yeah, Good there's enough. always somebody that needs. Good that. enough. Yeah. So with this with this new record <laughs> with the new record and I heard it and it sounds I mean it, it it sounds like you guys are still like you know 25 years old. I mean it's it's a great great record but it's as the only guy from the original band that's that's still in this band. And obviously you've lost guys who who have quit or have been fired or have died or or whatever but as the one guy holding this thing together do you feel like this real big responsibility to keep your riot heap going or do you ever say i'm sick of playing with myself oh <laughs> no no i never get those feelings at all i mean <laughs> it's just something that's a natural progression that just happens that you know i mean i became a musician for life way back when and uh, little did i was going to be in your heap all that time but you know i mean one of the spirits and and motivations uh, that keeps me going is that you know we've lost a lot of um, members along the way, and um, by me keeping things going, it keeps the you know the, the, their memory alive and and all the great music they they left here on Mother Earth and uh, you know great musicianship and vocals and songs and everything you know so it just it, it kind of you know if if I might, if we're in focus like we are with Cats in Color it also keeps everything else. In a heritage in, in, in focus too, and I think that's a great thing because you know there's a lot of, lot of people out there, musicians and vocalists and songwriters that will be inspired by a lot of the stuff that you know they left behind. Without a doubt, this is uh, Mick Box from Uriah Heap on the phone. This you, I, 
was uh, on the, uh, the the Uriah Heap website looking to see what kind of touring schedule you guys had. Uh, and you're going to be doing mostly European dates, but I, I noticed that there were a bunch of Russian dates that that had been canceled. Was that canceled because of the uh, of, of the military escalation with with Russia, or were there other reasons for that? <laughs> you would think so, wouldn't you, my friend? Yeah. <laughs> You know, um, as much as we've got great fans out in Russia, great fans out in Ukraine, they're having their troubles out there, and, and I just feel for everyone that's out there going through that because it's just dreadful. Um, so, yeah, there's no chance we'll ever be out there to perform. Um, you know, they've they got more things on their mind to, to worry about. Um, even when the war ends, they've got to rebuild their countries and cities and stuff like that, you know. So, yeah. so it's a long haul for them, and I just feel for them really badly. It's a it's it's interesting to to, to listen to the uh, to the record. Like I said, it sounds really really, it it, it sounds very uh, you know kind of contemporary in, in in a way. It's it the the songs are really good. It doesn't sound like a like a band that's been around for a long time. When you look at other other you know bands that you guys started off with again, nineteen sixty nine or whatever it is, and they're no longer together and they they fight about you know songs and and you know you know who controls what. And you don't have that issue. I mean, what what accounts for for that? What what accounts for you know the the fact that I mean, you have uh, memories that you want to instill. But I mean, it would be very easy just to say you know we've we've kind of all had enough here. What does motivate you to 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 keep this going? I think, I think there's only one word: passion, my friend. You know, you just um, you got a passion for what you do, love for what you do. And that will get you over all the hurdles that, that come come through to you in life, you know. Um, there, there's a um, there's a great old saying that, that, you know, there's one door in our business, especially as one door opens, another one slams in your face, you know, and it's your belief that keeps you walking through those doors, you know, until you achieve your goal. And uh, I think, you know, the passion would be the word that I would use that, that encompasses all that. The, uh, the first single, uh, Save Me Tonight, Really, really great single, and uh, you know, this is the first album that you guys have done in, I believe, five years. What's uh, a, a, apart from uh, COVID and the and the pandemic? What 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 has taken so long to to put this together? Just all the, the delays of of producing, or is it were other things going on? No, no, I mean we we released the previous album, um, Living to the Dream. Um, we we uh, I think it was about four years ago, I think. And then we had the two years plus of COVID. So, you know, when it was time for us to go and do another album, then COVID turned up and decided that um, we shouldn't. <laughs> you know, it sent the world in, in, in absolute chaos, and we were part of that chaos. Yeah. So we couldn't go and record anywhere. We couldn't be with each other, you know. And, you know, as much as we feel hard done by that, there's so many people around the world that could even go and see loved ones and stuff that were having it so much harder. Um, you know... I think that's what drives you on the, you know, the belief that one day it would all finish and would return to some form of normality. But I don't think it's ever going to be the same again. The uh, the name of the new album from Uriah Heap, Chaos and Color McBox. It's great to talk to you. Best of luck with the record and uh, good luck touring this year. Thanks, guys, and thanks for your support. It's much uh, I'll be looking forward to <laughs> your contribution to the barbecue. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. You bet. <laughs> I'll sit down and drink one with you. Perfect. Sounds good, Mick. <laughs> Mick Box with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. This week, Springfield's Classic Rock, it's 826. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, 38 Special on Rock 102. Forget the forecast. It's a dark day here in the country. Uh, Yeah, this literally just was posted.
at 8.12 this morning. What is that, like 15 minutes ago, 12 minutes ago? I don't even know. Don't even do that. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to do the math. But this is uh, from Tom Brady's uh, Twitter page, and uh, probably best to let him speak. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. Uh-huh. All right, so what this means is that Tom Brady will be back in a, new, uh, in a new uniform next year, probably to play for the Raiders or the 49ers. I was going to say, uh, today marks the one-year anniversary of when he did this the last time. <laughs> February 1st of 2022, he said, I'm retiring, and thank you for everything that you And I really mean it. By the way, that last football that I touched is going to be worth a lot of money to somebody. Yeah. Uh, Take it for what it's worth. You know what I mean? You can't even believe the guy anymore. Well, I mean, you know, he... uh... He did have a problem with his family this year. He did get divorced. He is almost 46 years old. I mean, uh, really. You know, I don't... Uh, yeah, I'm a Patriots fan, but I could care less what a guy with millions and millions of dollars is going to decide to do with the rest of his life. Well, that's because you automatically <laughs> hate... do I care? That's because you automatically hate the rich. I'm, uh, you know, this is it's a not big... not even about hating the rich. It's like, why is this news to me? It, 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 he obviously was not as good as he used to be. Yeah, right, But because he's an old man. He's not an old man. By football he's, standards, he's he's But he's a not. Old man. He's got a whole nother half of a life waiting for him if he wants it. And he's supposedly going to take it. I don't know. Who cares? Who cares what he does? Steve, you're talking about a man who could arguably uh, be described as the greatest quarterback in NFL history. And should have retired when he announced it the first time a year ago today. Actually, he should have done it several years ago. But, hey, whatever. So, Tom Brady, he is, a, according to him. I just want to, I just want everybody to know this was a really tough decision. It took me twice to say it. <laughs> I'm not playing football anymore. It took me three years away from my eight eight. <laughs> And my ARP card. And my hot finally super, retire. And my hot super wife, supermodel wife, left me. Think of me. Think about <laughs> my struggles as a human being. It's 8.30. News is next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. 8.33. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Uh, the Holyoke Fire Department was sent to 80 Hitchcock Street. <laughs> street. Street. I was going on street. Oh, yeah. For a uh, house fire this morning, according to the department, approximately 1 a.m., crews were sent to Hitchcock Street for a report of a working fire. When the crews arrived, the fire was showing on the back porches of the home. 
the crews knocked down the main fire, but they had to perform an extensive overhaul because the fire had gotten into the walls and the ceiling of the first floor kitchen. Nibbly. The tenants of the house were out of the building when the crews arrived, and there are no reported injuries. Cause is under investigation by the Holyoke Fire Department and the Mass State Police. Well, uh, tw- it says 22 News will give you updates on the story, but I Steve, I'm a little surprised at uh, your opening story. Your top story was not the uh, announcement today that Tom Brady is retiring from football. Yeah, because that's not really a top story since we already did the breaking news version of it. Uh, yes, but I mean, it's uh, it's all anyone's going to talk about today. Uh, all right. That, that and the fact that sports gambling is now here in Massachusetts. Tom Brady has officially retired for the second time in a year. <laughs> Listen, not for nothing, but I've got 3,147 days to go before I can retire from this godforsaken business. Mm-hmm. And I will promise you this. Yeah. On the day that I am now down to zero days, yep. I will not have to announce it twice. One and done. One and done. Mark my words, my, uh, my, my friend. One and done. You know, uh, I, again... A year to the day mm-hmm. where you said it the last time. How are we supposed to really believe him that he's leaving? Well, Steve, listen. Uh, think of all he's gained and lost as a result of playing until the age of 45, which was his goal all along. Mm-hmm. Why? I have really no idea. But he is going to leave if, in fact, he sticks with this plan. He has already been courted to take a broadcast job somewhere. Here is my hope and dream Mm -hmm. for Tom Brady. I would like to see Tom Brady uh, replace immediately, without haste, Tony Romo. Tony Romo. Boot Tony Romo out of there. Put Tom Brady right in in that slot. What about uh, Brett Favre? Brett Favre's got a whole stack of other issues right now that prevent him from being a good color commentator. What about Troy Aikman? Troy Aikman, I have no problem with. I like Troy Aikman as a broadcaster. Didn't care for him as a quarterback. But Tom Brady, in place of Tony Romo, anything to shut up Tony Romo is a good decision as far as I'm concerned. What about John Madden? John Madden has been dead for years. <laughs> well, doesn't nevertheless. You can still replace him. Don't they use his voice for stuff? Uh, yeah, just, I think I think it's Caliendo it's who does Frank it. Frank Caliendo who does that. Uh, I, I I could care less about this because I, you know to do it in the fashion that he's done it. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I retire. Last twenty twenty two, I retiring. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. Sorry for that guy who bought that ball. For five hundred grand, the one that's worth nothing. The word's nothing now. It's yeah. worth paper. It's printed on. Well, listen. If Tom Brady is putting it on Twitter, it must be true. You know what? Nothing on Twitter is ever false. Let's uh, let's do a special version of an open line right now and get feedback from the listeners who uh, either care or don't care about Tom Brady's retirement. Two nine three one zero two one. Go ahead and really, give us a call. Really not necessary. And, uh, and we'll we'll try work it. Yes, it is necessary because uh, I want to know that I'm not the only one who feels the exact same way. <laughs> well, listen, Steve. 
you know, you're, it's not what you're passionate about. And, uh, you know, there are Tom Brady. Yeah. Listen, there are people in New England that went out of their way to spend $250 or more yeah. on a Tom Brady Tampa Bay jersey. That shows you how insane people are. It's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. All but right, here we go. We got the right. calls coming through. Okay, now. they're coming. Here they go. Uh, ah, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Bernie from Mansfield. How are you guys? Good, Bernie. What's up? Well, I'm calling to say that I agree with Steve. Yeah. You agree uh, with Steve? No, You're breaking up, but I, I heard the part that you could care less. Thank you very much. And, I, and I'm pretty sure you're probably a Jets fan anyway. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? This is uh, Ray from Chichby calling Ray. on the uh, Tom Brady situation. Uh, what's up, Ray? Yes, Ray. Pardon? Yes, yes you're on ahead, the air. Why don't you turn your radio down, which is something we've been asking for for years, and then tell okay. us what's on your mind. He's got to turn the radio down first. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Is this Ray? Yes. Is this okay. Ray from Chickabee? Yes, it is. All right, Ray. Uh, what's your thoughts, Ray? Uh, my thoughts is that uh, whatever Tom Brady wants to do, if he retires like he did last time and wants to come back, he's the greatest of all time. No, Mr. Baxendale and Mr. Nagel aren't saying anything about his accomplishments. They're talking about uh, his divorce. They're talking about his $300 million contract from Fox. Let's talk about he's the greatest quarterback of all time, way better than Aaron Rodgers. Well, in fact, Aaron Rodgers uh, tampered uh, his style after Tom Brady. That's hey, how hey, he became better. Hey, Ray, Ray. Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm yeah. sensing a lot of hostility yeah. in you, and I don't I'm, even know where the hell that's coming from. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. Uh, I'm not dismissing the fact that the the man is extremely talented, uh, and, and He's I, probably, he is the greatest of all I, time. And that's I did. A, and I did say arguably the greatest of all time too. So I'm not dismi- diminishing but, his accomplishments whatsoever. But but why should I care about a guy who already retired once, decided, yeah, I don't want to do that, and then come back and say it again, like I'm supposed to be really hurtful that uh, he's leaving the game? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you can have that. You, you. If he, I'm not hurtful. You want to feel hurtful that he's leaving the game? You have that right. But the thing is, the two phonies on the radio are talking, not talking about his accomplishments. You know what? Hey, Ray, he's the you, greatest of all time. Ray, do, do you realize you're talking to those two phonies right now? Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah, you're, no, you're, you're on the air. You're, you're actually, you're actually on the air now with the two people that you apparently seem to hate the most. Oh, uh, yeah, that's pretty close to it, because uh, I was talking to the number one Tom Bradyator. That would be Mr. Baxendale. I, See, which is wait, good. If Ray, he's Ray, bad, if Ray. Tom Brady's bad, you can drill him. Where, where when, the hell are you coming up with I'm the number one Tom Brady hater? Where have I ever said I hated Tom Brady? Where? A lot, you, all the time. All the time. When? Give, Anything, give us one example. Tom Brady down. Uh, you drag him uh, if he uh, when he lost that first game with Tampa Bay the, the season they won the Super Bowl. You said he's all done. He's washed up, washed up. He's, I called back. He was not washed up. He had a bad game and came back. How come when Aaron Rodgers gets three interceptions, four interceptions games, he's not washed up? You don't want to talk about it. Hey, oh, that's the Packers. I don't want to talk about hey, it. Hey Ray, have you ever considered the fact that what you listen to, uh, you know, while you're you know too busy putting on the tinfoil hat you know writing down your manifesto that maybe what i'm talking about on the air is about satirical irony rather than how i actually feel did that ever enter your mind no 
Well, then maybe you might want to step back a little bit from the radio and consider that sometimes I pepper my statements with exactly that. Okay, then how come you don't pepper your statements after Aaron Rodgers when he plays a sucky game? Yeah, you come on with Scott Cohen and say, "Yeah, you tell him, right? Because Scott Cohen has to co- talk about it. Because, yeah, Cohen be- sucks too. Because most of our audience doesn't give a rat's ass about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. That's what I. It, that's what I love in my own personal life. It doesn't mean I'm diminishing what he does or what he doesn't do. I will say he was a terrific host of Jeopardy, however, and there's nothing you can say that'll take that away from him. No, that's you're absolutely right. That's where he definitely is. Oh, good. good we host have, on Jeopardy. Then we have finally on this date, February first, twenty twenty three, found some common ground. Things that you wow. and I together can agree on. Oh, look at that. Yeah, but not on football. But on that, yes, yes. Well, uh, he was a good. He was a good contestant on there. Listen, you're, you're uh, not... He is quite. He is quite clever. He's smart. Ray, uh, I'm being told that uh, you are a cardinal in the church of Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah, all right. When you're the greatest of all time, that's, you stick to him till the end. See, I'm, I'm not a poser. The Patriots are my team, but, mm. and that includes Tom Brady. You know, I don't just say I like the Patriots when I know you like the Packers because you have to. You're on Rock 102, so you're a Patriot Red Sox Bruins station. Yeah. I, I'm happy that you are a great Celtic fan and Bruins fan like I am. Yeah. You never bash you never bash them, which is good because especially this year, the, the records they have, <sighs> uh, they're playing fantastic. Lights out. Uh, Ray, the, the how, only bad team this year would be the Red Sox. How could you like Tom Brady when he abandoned you? He left New England to go somewhere warmer because he just didn't want to be here. Well, that's because and, and of the arrogance of Bill Belichick. Uh, Bill Belichick. Oh, oh, Ray, oh, honestly. Oh, really? Come Ray, on. Ray, yeah, what, you, you, what, need, you need to put down the, the manifesto here for just a little bit. Maybe maybe do something for your anger management issues and uh, and just take a breath. In with the good, out with the bad. You got to do something, Ray. You're too consumed with anger. Anger? No, I'm not. I, mean, I want to consume with the facts here. That uh, uh, when uh, you said he was gonna, when he left the Patriots because that's all he wanted to do was a, a, a say in the receivers yeah. that he had yeah. a say on the receivers and Belichick would have nothing to do with it. Yeah. Robert Kraft had no balls because he he said to Bill Belichick, "That's my second son. I want him back on the team." And Belichick said, "Listen, I got you six, seven Super Bowls here in twenty years. You gave me the keys to the stadium, and you and this is what I got you. So it's my decision to make it." If Robert Kraft, if, in other words, if you want Tom Brady, then I'm leaving. I would have said if I was Robert Kraft, listen, I want both of you here, but I want my second son here till he retires. I want to retire here as a Patriot. Belichick would have nothing to do with it. Uh, I say right. who the receivers are and stuff like that. So, Ray, if you had Tom Brady alone with you for five minutes, what would you do to him? <laughs> what would I do to him? Yeah. I'd ask for an autograph. Maybe sign me a football. Oh, 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 there you go. All right. All right. Well, I don't feel bad at all about his wife, Jinxie, cheating on him for a year and a half with Ronaldo. Oh, oh my God. Hostility. Hostility out of this man. Ray, we have. It's true. Why don't you check it out? That's what he's cheating on her for a year and a half. And what did she do? Go back to modeling. Why didn't she do that when she was married to him? These are good. She's needy. It's all about her. These are all good questions, uh, Ray, but we're going to have to move on. I hope you have a great day and find something that makes you smile. Okay? All righty. Thanks, Ray. Thank you very much. Uh, Okay. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Uh, 
yeah, I want to know if I could make a request. Uh, sure. Uh, could I? Could you play "Hair Across the Ass Again" by Ray from Chickapoo? <laughs> Thank you. I think I think we've just done that. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I, I think we have. There was a little delay when I was calling from for in the same room. No, I understand. Ray's got a little bit of a. <clears throat> Seems to have a little bit of a, an aggression issue. You know what Ray's got? What? Ray's got spunk, and I like spunk. I don't like spunk. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm watching the Mary Tyler Moore show now. That's my new thing. I'm going back. I'm going back in time uh. with the references. And uh, your Pioneer Valley <laughs> forecast is going to be sunny with a high of 33 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 38. It is. 20 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. It's a new year. It's uh, 848 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, if you're just joining us, you have not heard the devastating news that Tom Brady is retiring for good from football, mm. ending his 23-year career in the NFL. Now, Even though he said this exactly one year ago today, He's serious about it this time. Now, before uh, Ray from Chicopee mm-hmm. uh, completely dominated an entire newscast castigating us for things that we never actually said or did not say, mm-hmm. uh, the phones are blowing up. Yeah, we're and taking that- your calls this morning. Yes, we are. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Bob. Hey, Bob. How are you? I'm great. What's up, Bob? Are you- well, you know, this whole Tom Brady thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh no doubt, he, he's he's the, he's the goat. All that, right. et cetera, et cetera. So, sometimes I uh, end up driving around in Eastern Connecticut, or Island, Massachusetts, that corner. I listen to uh, sports talk out of uh, you know Rhode Island and Massachusetts. And okay. I thought I, I thought when Tom Brady left the Patriots, I could stop here and Tom Brady this, Tom Brady that. No. I guarantee you, if you played a drinking game listening to uh, sports talk in Massachusetts. You'd be completely passed out within the first 10 minutes of listening to anything if you had to drink every time you heard him say Tom Brady. 10 minutes? I'll give you three yeah. minutes and you'll be on the floor. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. So, do you think these uh, Jamokies, you know, your uh, colleagues on Sports Talk can, uh, you know, maybe shut up with Tom Brady now? Well, you know, these are uh, these are not uh, people that I have immediate access to, nor would I criticize their show. They do things their own way. You don't have to, but I can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, You're we, in more a position than I am. We should do a Super Bowl drinking game. Every time they mention the name Tom Brady during the Super Bowl, uh, you yeah. take a drink. I'll do that. Be, you'll be I, hammered by the end of the first quarter. Let me tell you, I, I did that seven <laughs> times, and I don't remember it. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, exactly. All right, All right thanks, thanks you for very the call, much. man. Okay, Rock 102. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Rock 102. Oh, come on now. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Yeah, I turn your radio turn down, your radio please. Down. This is Ray. Turn your, turn radio, your radio down, down Ray. This is Ray. Yeah, yeah I know, yeah. Ray. He's, turn, he's being a jerk. Turn he's your radio be, down. He's, he's trying to pull a fast one. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Yeah, what's going on? How about that Ray guy? Is he spare parts or what? <laughs> Golly, that guy had too much sugar cereal. Holy. <laughs> Well, the sugar oh smacks God. are really flowing good over there. Yeah, I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, though. Woo! You know it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Thank you very much. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Scott from Wilberham. Hey, up, Scott, Scott. What's up? Baxi's neighbor down the road, kind of, right? Yes, mm. I suppose. Sure. What's going on? 
So I'm wondering if this is it for Tom Brady. <laughs> Who, where, what happened to the last ball that he threw in Tampa Bay? Yeah, where is that one? Is that going to be worth five hundred thousand dollars? I don't know. Someone's going to have to come what? up with it. Whether it be a touchdown or whatever it was, but yeah, that I, I wonder if you know somebody knew enough to keep that ball. <laughs> yeah, I would think the uh, the last ball he won a Super Bowl with was worth more than the last ball he touched. Probably, yeah, or the, or the last touchdown <laughs> yeah. he threw. All right, yeah, I know. All right. Good point. All right, thanks for the call. All right, uh, Rock One Hundred Two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Jr. from West Hartford. Hey, what's Long going on? <laughs> Good. Hey, thanks for joining <laughs> us. What's up? I'll do. With all due respect to Tom Brady, guys like Ray are why I'm a Giants fan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's enough to turn you off. I can't stand the Patriots fans. I don't. I don't like well, the Patriots. But I'm. But I'm a, but I'm a Patriots fan, and I don't see the hype in something that the guy. He's not playing for the team anymore. And you know no, what? I, they had the opportunity to give him the whole oh, yeah. pomp and circumstance to have him walk off riding into the sunset, doing whatever the hell he's going to do with Fox Sports or whatever now, but. You know, yeah. he, he he this is the second time he's done this in a year. Exactly a year. Yep, I agree with that. Yeah. And, and personally, I, I wish he rode off into the sunset a, a long time ago. Right. Um, with with the championship ring on his hand and just kind of rode off. Maybe he'd still be married. <laughs> Ooh, I don't All know right. about that. All right, listen. <laughs> appreciate the call. Thank you. Thank you. Take, take a couple more here. Yeah. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, my name's Joey. Hey, Steve. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I kind of, I kind of feel for for Tom Brady, and the reason is, is I left work last night and I said I was going to retire, <laughs> but after careful consideration, I drove back in this morning. Yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> you, you just couldn't stay away, could you? <laughs> I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you showed hey, up back at work like what, nothing ever wait, happened. What What do you do for a living? Yeah. I, I I work in the car industry. All right, so you you just couldn't let that last Buick. Just sit there without you trying to sell it or trying to fix it or whatever you do with the car industry. That's it. It's actually, Ray, Ray doesn't have spunk. He has anger management issues. No kidding, you think? <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, just at the time. Great day. Yeah, right. you too. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, how are you? Rock Sports 102? Yeah, yeah yes, Rock absolutely. That's exactly yeah, what this is. Exactly wow. I, I usually wait till 9 o'clock at night to listen to sport news, and now we're doing it early in the morning. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> that Ray guy should be with you guys every morning. Oh, yeah. no. No, he shouldn't. Absolutely not. No, that was a great, good ten minutes. Unbelievable, great. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna give Tom Brady a copy of my 101 Nights of Great Sex from Laura Corn. Oh, he's gonna okay. need it. It was great. Yeah. It was great. Thank yeah. you. No All problem. Right. Thank you. Think uh, one more here. Do you, do you see my my point being that people could care less about what this guy's doing? <laughs> one one more call just for giggles. Rock 102. Good morning. Is this Mark? Mark, Mark what's up? up? I'm just uh, just kind of an offside. I wonder if Ray is hoping for a certain ex-president to come back. Maybe. <laughs> Good. No, actually, Ray is very anti that yeah. guy. So, uh, yeah. yeah, there you go. Appreciate the call. Well, I was for, for All right, thank yeah. you. Well, there you go. It's a very uh, successful and abbreviated yeah, like, open line Wednesday. Just remember, like, you know, of all the national tragedies that have happened over the years here, and uh, we have to change our tune and become more somber. And, you know, <laughs> be, obviously you have to be uh, delicate with uh, a major tragedy. Yeah. 
I, I, I don't care about being delicate at all with this. I could care less about a multi-millionaire. I don't know what I want to do, but I'm going to retire. <laughs> I'm going to join my millions of dollars, and I don't know what else to do. It's 8.56. <laughs> <laughs> with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.